Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Tony and Adam. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. You guys don't sound that excited. I was going to do like a top of the morning to you or something like that. Oh, I would have liked that, actually. You could do the accent and everything. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. I gave you the same hey that I give Mark. Oh, that's nice. So we're actually going to, speaking of accents, it's, it's actually related to the show. We're actually going to Disneyland at the end of May, and my kid has decided that he has a southern accent, and he's like, are people going to think I'm weird out in California? I'm like, no, not for the accent. But, um, so... <laughs> he was the clothes, walking. however, are a different story. Yes, the whole thing. But he was walking around like, okay, here's my... He's like, here's my British accent. Here's my Australian. And they're all terrible, of course, because, you know, <laughs> but it was just really funny. Anyway... So, and he doesn't really have a southern accent, maybe a smidge. Actually, what we're talking about today is actually Disneyland. And specifically, we want to talk about the differences between Disney World and Disneyland. So, let's go ahead and just start with something I think is really, really important, which is actually getting there from the airport. What do you guys think? Tony, you just went. We did. Uh, we just went and, uh, you know, for those of you who are familiar with Walt Disney World, they have Disney's Magical Express. We opted to fly into LAX and use uh, Uber XL to get us really? there. Now, it why was, did you do that? Um, because of our unfamiliarity with okay. the transportation down there. And, you know, Uber, it's just us. We don't have to wait for a bus. We don't have to wait for the longer ride down to the park. We just wanted to get there. Yeah. We had been in the air, you know, we left at uh, six in the morning and arrived there at four in the afternoon Eastern time, but, you know, around one thirty Pacific time. Uh, it had been a long day, so we just really wanted to get in a car and, and get out of there. It was only like $87 or $78. From LAX? You know, from LAX. Wasn't bad at all. What time of the day was it? Uh, one thirty, two o'clock. In the afternoon? In the afternoon on oh, a Saturday. On a Saturday. How long did it take you? Uh, approximately an hour. That's not too bad. That's not bad at all, because L.A. traffic is horrible. And it is. And LAX is the major airport in that area, but it's not close to Anaheim, Disneyland. It is it's, not. It's far. It's not like, you know, Orlando, MCO. I've flown into LAX, but it's been at, like, 1 in the morning Pacific time. And you can fly to Anaheim because there's nobody on the road at that time. Right. But, I mean, I've done, like, a private taxi. And I spent, like, I think about $100 for that as well. But uh, I do know they have a bus. Right, Chris? There is a bus. It's the uh, Gray Line Disneyland Express. And there's actually two buses called Disneyland Express. One is the regular legitimate bus, which is pretty huge. It's like a regular size bus. And it usually has a wrap on it. The last couple times I've been there, it was the Cars Land wrap. Um, The other is like a small little shuttle that maybe holds like, you know, 15 people. Those people are the worst. Like one time I was, and I've told the story before, so I apologize. But one time I was actually by myself and I was standing out there and there were a group of people and there was a young couple, you know, they were obviously on their first trip to Disneyland and they were looking at the sheet of paper they had from Disneyland Express, the official one. And the Disneyland shuttle came up and they started to get on and I said hey that's not your bus the guy gets out of the vehicle and starts screaming and yelling at me and telling me he's going to find his lawyer he called me a a bunch of bad names by the way which was very rude and he started saying he was going to get his attorney and I'm like well 
okay, fine. You know, they, they totally are not who you should get on. So just be really careful you get on the big bus if you're taking Disneyland Express. I always take Disneyland Express. The worst thing is the wait. Sometimes you don't catch it just right and you end up waiting for like a half hour. It takes about an hour to get there. It's not a problem. So That's relatively inexpensive, right? It's... If you're taking the official Disney transportation, which is the Disneyland Express, it will cost you $48 per adult and $14 per child, and that's round trip. So it was it's totally fine. Yeah. The thing, just to reiterate what you said, because I've seen it happen, is that there yeah. are multiple buses that have the name Disneyland on it, and you want to make sure you get on the right one. Yes. Because you get yeah. on the wrong one, you're going to be on a, you're going to pay twice because you've already probably paid for your bus and then they're going to charge you again. And right. you're going to go to other hotels that you don't even know where the heck you are. The thing is, I mean, they will eventually get you there, but you're going to have to pay twice, yeah. you know, because you've already paid for the Disneyland Express. You get on this bus, that's actually not the right bus. And of course you have to pay them to get off the bus. And I, I personally, just on a personal level, I thought, gosh, you know, no one's ever called me those kind of names for no good reason before. So I just was not happy with them. Yeah, I so. think it's it's also important when you're talking about transportation to note that in Florida, you have both Orlando International and Sanford airports uh, servicing yeah. as the primary airports or closest airports serving Walt Disney World. When you go to uh, Anaheim, you have uh, not including San Diego, which is uh, I think too far out of the out of the, the the loop there. But you have Ontario International Airport, you have Hollywood Burbank Airport, Long Beach Airport, John Wayne Airport, and LAX servicing uh, Disneyland. So you've got five. If you go to Disneyland's official transportation site, they do include San Diego International Airport, um, and they tell you how to get there. Uh, although it's you know, oh, why uh, you would uh, do that? Yeah, it's a good right away. So there are a lot more airports, a lot more ways to get there for a smaller yeah. park with less capacity. Yeah, the John Wayne Airport is, I believe, the closest to the park itself. I've used Long Beach Airport. If your airline of choice can utilize Long Beach, definitely do it. It's a lot smaller and it's very low key. There's nobody there, so you go through security in literally two minutes. If you can do it, it works with your budget and your scheduling, definitely consider it because they're closer and Long Beach and John Wayne especially are closer and they're just not as popular than LAX and you're not going to wait as much time for security and bags and everything else. And for those of you playing the home game, uh, Adam, you are you are incorrect that uh, John am. Wayne Airport is 15 miles away and Long Beach Airport is 13 miles away. Is it really? So it is. is closer. It wow, is. I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. I do apologize. The things you learn on this podcast. Yeah, the more you know. And knowing is half the battle. Now, it's important to recognize that Disneyland Express bus does not operate from... I know it doesn't operate from Long Beach Airport. It operates from John Wayne. So it's only John Wayne and LAX that it operates from. So Long Beach, you have to rent, uh, rent a car, taxi cab, Uber, or like Tony, Uber XL, because he's a you know big shot over there. Big shot, yep. That's right. That's right. I think the moral of the story is it's not as convenient to get to Anaheim no. Disneyland as it is to get to Walt Disney World. Whether you're driving, I think it's it's obviously way easier to get to Orlando driving if you're able to drive and living that close. And then Magical Express has made it so easy to get to the parks from the airport. It's that's really nice, and you get yeah, you get spoiled. You <laughs> You cannot beat Magical Express, I have to say. 
You know, I mean, when it comes right down to it, it's like as much as we want to complain about Magical Express, it's a pretty good deal. So, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I had to wait 10 minutes for my bus. No, you're waiting inside. It's air conditioned. Everybody's excited. It's not like out in Los Angeles when you're in the airport. It's like when you wait for the Disneyland Express, there's like a little strip of sidewalk and there are cars like four lanes on each side it's really scary with little kids so it's pretty relatively more comfortable to go to disney world than to go to disneyland however once you get there you are rewarded for your struggle so let's talk about some of those rewards let's talk about the resorts since you know we're kind of going in order we're getting off our bus there are three resorts at Disneyland that are actual Disney resorts. And I'll I'll go in order of what they cost. So Paradise Pier being the least expensive and then Disneyland Hotel and then of course Grand Californian. Each of these resorts is no more than a 10 or 15 minute walk from the park. So it's incredibly convenient. They all have nice pools. They're all beautiful resorts, very clean, you know, typical Disney service. I would say that of the three, probably the pool at Paradise Pier is not quite as nice. What do you guys think about the hotels? Well, having having just been there, you do mention that there are three different uh, levels of hotel. You did give them in increasing order uh, in terms of pricing. Uh, but however, be prepared. There is no such thing as a value resort right. uh, in California. Uh, the pricing that you're getting there are very, I found to be very on par with what I would consider to be a, a lower-end deluxe, you know, something that's not on the monorail loop. So the, the pricing is high. So rooms, you know, sometimes you won't find availability for for rooms in some of the Disneyland resorts. Um, the official ones. The official ones. They, they right. do have many partner resorts because you do not have the luxury of having the acreage that they have in Orlando. Uh, when Walt bought the land in Orange County, it was Orange Groves. And once he bought the land... People just started building hotels right around it. So you can literally look out of, uh, walk out of a, a gate at Disneyland and look through the bushes and you can see a Denny's, an IHOP, the Howard Johnson's Hotel. You know, when you're on the monorail, you see partner hotels that are right in the area. So there is a lot of room capacity, but there are only the three uh, official Disneyland hotels in California. The one thing I have found about the Disneyland Good Neighbors that you don't necessarily have in Disney World is that the Good Neighbors are right there. There are a handful of them that are literally closer in some respects than, you know, Paradise Pier to the park. So you don't have to be afraid of booking a Good Neighbor hotel in Disneyland the way you might be booking like an off-property resort in Disney World. You're really close. And if it is a Disneyland good neighbor, you know that the quality is going to be there. And there's a ton. There's there's a Best Western, you know, as far as like a range of quality, you've got, you know, the Best Western Stovall, which I send people to all the time, or the Tropicana. Those are your lower level. You've got things like the Candy Cane Inn that have been there forever. That's the hardcore Disney nerd hotel. They all want to stay there. Um it's very clean. It is right there. And then you have things like, you know, the Hyatt Orange County, which is, it's a beautiful hotel. It's a lot like the Contemporary. So you have a bit really wide range at a much lower price. The difference, though, is that you'll have to buy your ticket. If you want to book it through Disney, you have to buy your ticket 
it's with that good neighbor. Whereas at Disneyland, you can just book a, you know, a room only reservation. Have, yeah, yeah. have either of you stayed in any of these hotels before? Uh, not in about 20. Well, it, okay. in, in Disneyland, it's been about 20 years. Okay. Uh, in Orlando, we stayed at the Holiday Inn the week after they opened on, uh, which is now a Disney uh, Springs resort, but at the time was a downtown Disney resort. Okay. So that was probably five, six years ago. Okay. Um, just uh, as a quick count, uh, California has 49 hotels that they consider to be good neighbor hotels. Wow. Okay. Do you know, I was really surprised because I've toured it for work. You know, I've, I've stayed in a number of them just because, you know, I think of all of us, I just don't like to spend a lot of money on a hotel room. Believe me, I would love to say deluxe every time, but I just don't. I think the types of hotels, I mean, they, they have something for every budget and for every type of family. They have beautiful suites out there in some of those hotels that rival anything you'll stay in on like Disney property. And that's nothing, you know, I mean, they're beautiful. They really are. So don't be afraid to book those. No, yeah, that, most of those hotels are big name chain hotels, Marriott, right. Hyatt, Hilton, and what's nice if you're a, somebody on credit card points or you know right. rewards members or whatever, you can easily you know stay that. I was recently at Grand California, as you expect, I was not disappointed at all. It was a wonderful hotel, and you can't beat the access to especially DCA, but even Disneyland and Disneyland Hotel. I love Disneyland Hotel, and it's. It's, you know, classic, and it's, it's still updated. It is, and, yeah. And, and, Tony, you can speak for Paradise Pier how updated it is, but I think Disneyland, it's, you know, because of how the size of it is, you don't need to maybe spend a whole week there if you don't want to, uh, to see everything. That's probably true, yeah. And so it's nice having the hotels that close that you could just walk to, you know, the parks. You don't have to worry about parking and driving and et cetera and buses. And, although they do have shuttle buses, but I think it's quick rides down there. I love the Grand Californian. I think of all the Disney hotels I've been to, that is my favorite hotel of all. I think it's gorgeous. I always say it's what Wilderness Lodge wants to be when it grows up and Wilderness Lodge is a great hotel, but it's not Grand Californian. What is your favorite? Like if you guys, you just stayed at Paradise Pier, Tony, what do you think of that one? I did. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it is the furthest uh, resort away from uh, the park entrances and the park entrances are right across from each other. So the the walk is pretty much equidistant to both parks. Um, It was about a 15 minute walk. uh, But the rooms were were nicely appointed. It, It was a it was a good sized room. Uh, we stayed club level, so we had access to their uh, club lounge on the second floor. I knew floor. you did that. I knew you did because I know a lot of people go there, and if they have kids, they always want to stay club level at Paradise Pier because it's really good for one thing. But it's not that much more money. Um, it's it's not. the The tough thing is their their clubs there uh, close at eight p.m. Mm. So it's you know a lot of times you want to come back after seeing the fireworks or World of Color and grab a quick snack, but you can't because uh, you know the desserts were put out from you know seven to eight or eight to nine, whatever that last hour is. So it, it was kind of uh, a hindrance that they closed so early. That stinks. Right. That uh, is early. Yeah. You know, but but it was a it was a nice theme. You know, this was not originally a Disney uh, Disneyland resort. It was purchased by Disney, uh, I believe, in the eighties. I'm um, sorry, in the nineties, um, and it was uh, gone over. It's gone over multiple uh, renovations. I, I don't know when the last ones were, but 
had to be pretty recent because everything was in good shape. You know, it, it's not like uh, some of the resorts in in Florida. Uh, you know, the the wallpaper wasn't peeling. Uh, the carpets were all in good shape. Um, the bathrooms all- are really big. You know, you can tell it's an older hotel because the bathrooms are pretty large. Right. You know, for that category. You know, for what you're paying. Yeah, and, I like and, you that. Know, it didn't have that traditional Disney bathroom uh, yeah. with the sink outside the, uh-huh. the toilette and the uh, shower. Uh, so, um, you know, for a family of four, a 16-year-old, 13-year-old, and two adults, um, it was more than enough room. Um, there's only 481 rooms. You know, we did mention that the much smaller room capacity in, in, in California. So 480 rooms, uh, 14 floors, uh, one building. Yeah, it it, uh, it was it was nice, you know. Although you are, you know, they have a path that goes directly to downtown Disney, so that you can get to the parks. But if you go out the other door, you're just on a public street, so you know you don't have that luxury of being on property all the time. You know, they kind of have like this. I thought of it as like the the yellow brick road, but it was red brick. But <laughs> you know, that red brick path brought you to the security checkpoint at at downtown Disney. Let me ask you a question. Can you no longer go walk from Paradise Pier across over to Grand Californian and get into the parks that way? So there's a security gate at at Grand Californian that if you are entering the Grand Californian property, it requires a key card. You can also walk around that gate and I guess kind of walk down the driveway, at which point I'm sure the security guard at the gate would ask you where you're going. Or you can do like I did one time and just draft behind somebody who had a key card. Okay. Um, (laughs) If you do that, because it, it's a much shorter walk, you cut out. Yeah. You, you know, you you literally cut out ten minutes of your walk if you cut through the Grand Californian and go on the public street to get to the to Paradise Pier. In the mornings, Grand Californian has that exclusive entrance into uh, California Adventure. They keep that exclusive until one between twelve and two. Okay. Uh, after twelve and two. Uh, non-Grand Californian resort guests can get there. There is also a second entrance that brings you out into uh, downtown Disney. And I was never at any point uh, not allowed to go through in either direction at that entrance. Okay. Yeah, because that gets you into the... That doesn't really give you any advantage because you're just into the hotel. Yeah. At that downtown Disney security gate that I think Tony's talking about. Disney bubble is smaller in California but it's weird still. I mean, I was at Grand Californian, and and I didn't even look out outside regular California <laughs> until we were leaving, and we were out, I guess, the front entrance of the hotel. And across the street, you could kind of see, like, the, the mountains and the other hotels. And and I'm like, oh, that's right. There's another – there's an outside world other than where we are right now. It is. It's just, it's just a weird feeling. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. The bubble is a lot smaller there. Yeah. I but I I agree. Like sometimes it's funny cuz you'll be walking in downtown Disney and there's a little Lego place and if you look to the right you can see like the regular yes. road, you know, road. people just going about their day and you're like, oh, "Okay, I don't, you know, it's Disney World really does keep you in the bubble." And if the bubble is important, um Disneyland, it's totally worth your time. But I think that it's just going to be a different experience as far as that goes. I was surprised. I just looked this up while we were talking. Um, so we mentioned that there are 49 good neighbor resorts at Disneyland. I was shocked to see that that number for Walt Disney World is 47 good neighbor resorts. Wow. 
Wow. Because when I think good neighbor, I think of just the Disney uh, Springs area hotels. But there are a lot more hotels and resorts that are considered good neighbors by the mouse. That's true because they just added that Hilton property and you've got the Waldorf Astoria and the Four Seasons and all of those things around the corner when you leave Disney Springs and get on 535, which is like a little shopping area, there's that beautiful Hyatt Grand Cypress, which is really one of the cutest, nicest hotels you could find. Totally low-key. low, low key. People don't even, you know, know it's part of, like, the good neighbor, so. Right. I mean, there's there's resorts and there's properties on International Drive. Yeah. That are really? Neighbor reports. There are uh, resorts. Good to know. Reports. That's good to know because a lot of times, you know, if things are getting tight on Disney property, you want to send someone somewhere else, but maybe you don't want to send them to a non-Disney hotel just because I like that comfort level of, you know, kind of knowing that I'm sending someone where it's clean and they're going to be happy. Let's go ahead and move on to my favorite subject, food. What's your take on the food out there just overall? I'll start with Adam. In the parks themselves, there, I feel like there's definitely more sit-down table service in Disneyland than there is in Magic Kingdom. But it's not as um, – it's because of the reservation system, Disneyland, mm-hmm. if you're staying on property, you could you can reserve up to 60 days in advance. But it's not as – intense as it is no. for world it's not so it's lower key for sure and if you don't get a a sit-down reservation for disneyland i you'll i think you'll be okay there's there's a handful of restaurants that i would say you definitely should try while you're out there but what would you say those restaurants are i think in if you're going to disneyland you have to eat at blue bayou in new orleans square you almost have to eat at carthay circle unless if you don't want to pay that kind of money but you you probably really could should consider it because that's really good yeah it's good and the plaza in on main street i guess that's technically main street in disneyland is for especially for the breakfast buffet is is unlike any other breakfast sit-down buffet it's just really cool how they have it it's the cafeteria style uh, they have all different stations for omelets and waffles and and then they have just ran it's literally random characters that come up to you but they're very like personable and they don't have the handlers and it just yeah, i i love that plaza in that was really good I, I would i would suggest if you're going there to eat at, at least blue bayou and plaza in and if you want to stretch it go for carte circle yeah, I I would kind of agree with you. I would, I think maybe we would all agree with Blue Bayou. I just think it's phenomenal. I think if you have kids, or if you you like character meals, Goofy's Kitchen over in the Disneyland Hotel, just really fun. Tons of characters. The selection of food is over the top. I mean, I'm not a buffet person. I love that place, so I think that's good. Carthay, love Carthay Circle. Uh, would eat there every. Frankly, I would eat lunch there every day if I could. I just, I'm a, I'm a sit-down restaurant kind of person. I would much rather spend a tiny bit more. See, I don't spend it on the hotel. I spend it on the food. I would rather spend more, have a relaxing lunch or dinner, and then go back out into the park. And I think Steakhouse 55, just for the atmosphere, it's very sort of, you know, 1955. It's very kind of clubby, and um, the food is amazing, and the waiter, the servers are phenomenal there. So I've had so many good meals there. That would be my choice. I, I'm getting hungry right now because I haven't had dinner. 
And I have to tell you, I'm really wanting, as soon as we finish, I'm going to revise my dining reservations. <laughs> Thank you, people. What about, oh, what about, uh, oh, go ahead. I want to just add, uh, I did like um, Storytellers Cafe in the Grand Californian. That's yeah, another that's breakfast good buffet. too. I, that, yeah. I, that was good. I like that. The one that, that I didn't like, that I thought was very overrated, was Napa Rose. Me I too. Thought, I thought it was it's very exp- it's very expensive. I, and I tried something unique, and I didn't really think it was that special. I feel like I could go somewhere in downtown Disney, you know, and, and do better. In fact, honorable mention: if you like Via Napoli and Disney World, Naples in Disneyland is owned by the same company. It's the same pizza. It's very good. They have an outdoor um, dining area upstairs, and there's also one downstairs. Very cute. So, what about you, Tony? Okay, so uh, I agree with Adam on uh, the, both the plaza and uh, Blue Bayou because we did eat at both of those locations when on our trip last week. Um, one thing that I was impressed, as Adam mentioned, uh, and we referred to it as there was a lot more free-range characters uh, yeah. that you don't get in Florida in uh, Disneyland. And by free range, uh, you know, I'm used to going to Orlando and there's a meet and greet and it's a designated spot. And when you go to your meal, uh, each character will come around with a handler and you're lucky if you get four characters during the course of your meal. Uh, We went to the plaza. The only disappointing part about the plaza, uh, it's a breakfast with Minnie Mouse. And when you walk in, you are ushered right over to Minnie and... It's a photo op. And I went to give the cast member my phone. And she said, no, no, we have, you know, a, a photo pass photographer here. So, okay. So they took the photo. And then we went into the restaurant. And the restaurant was great. Personally prefer um, the Crystal Palace buffet to the plaza. Um, buffets are a little different in, in Florida versus California. In Florida, you just get your food and you have a waiter bringing you your, your beverages and checking in on you and whatnot. In California, you do everything yourself. You get your own beverages. You get your own food. The waitstaff is there primarily to well, clear plates. Well, that's just at Plaza. That's just at the Plaza, right? I'm I'm talking just these these uh, buffets. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, as far as characters go, we saw a ton of characters. We saw Chip, Dale, Rafiki, uh, Captain Hook. Uh, one of the penguins from Mary Poppins, Max, uh, Goofy's son. Oh, really, Max? Winnie the Pooh. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling through the photos right now. And, you know, these characters came back multiple times. I found the people there. So here's what's funny is I, I like that the characters in California, it's almost like you're watching a commercial. Because in the commercials, whenever you see Disney World or Disneyland, you always see these characters walking across an empty walkway and a child running up to them. And that's really what you got in California. We saw Peter Pan and, and, and Captain Hook walking through Fantasyland together. Alice and the Mad Hatter walking through Fantasyland together. No designated picture spot. No line to meet and greet them. They would walk from person to person. In the restaurants, they went from table to table in any order they wanted. They didn't have a handler. The downside to that was I found the children in California to be a little less well-mannered than they are in Orlando because there was no handler to handle, you know, to kind of rein these children in. If a kid got a hold of Chippendale, Chippendale would interact with the child for 10 minutes. Now, that's great if you're the kid, you know, great memory. I'm not going to begrudge them that. But if you're that next table who's waiting 
and you're used to Orlando where it's, hi, I'm Chip, I'm Dale, we'll sign your book, take a picture, next table. Right. You know, you're kind of, you know, I, geez, I want to go up and get another pancake, but uh, I'm waiting for Chip and Dale, and Chip and Dale's playing with this kid now for 15 minutes. So that was, it was kind of cool to see the characters have that leeway uh, that they weren't on a set schedule. Um, so that was that was really nice. Uh, the other thing I noticed about food is you cannot go, you know, like you can't go 30 steps without hitting a trash can on average. You can't go 100 steps without hitting a churro cart. <laughs> you say that like that's a bad thing. You know, there are churros everywhere. There are chocolate churros, regular churros, Mickey's birthday churros. Um, you know, you can get a churro wherever you want it. Uh, so that that was kind of interesting. It's more of a California staple. Um, and even when you leave the parks, you'll see, you know, churro stands at Santa Monica Pier. So it, it's it's churro has a, a much larger presence in California. We were also really impressed with the uh, food, the the quick service uh, options in the Pacific Wharf area. Yes. Uh, uh, Very good. You know, I actually ate at the Lucky Fortune Cookery twice. Uh, loved their their bowl, their their. Uh, bowl rice bowl options um cheryl had the bread bowl from the the baking from the bakery the sourdough uh, bread bowl with the broccoli cheddar soup uh, which was which was delicious uh the mexican there was really good uh so like i said we we went to that quick service area twice it's it's probably four or five uh maybe six restaurants all, all jammed like in a, there it's almost like an outdoor food court Right over at DCA, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, that they got uh, over there. Uh, along with a uh, now, some people say Giardelli, some people pronounce the, it as a hard Giardelli uh, soda fountain. The the G and I say Giardelli, uh, the Giardelli in the Pacific Wharf. There were no more than than six people in it at any time when I went. Compared to going to downtown Disney in Orlando, where the line is out the door and you know it's a half hour to get an ice cream cone and the parks were packed because it was easter week but for some reason nobody was eating eating ice cream out of out of giardelli i don't know if it's the location um but i was i was kind of astounded to see that lack of people in there so that that was my takeaway from food on, when did you uh, when did you Disneyland. go there what time of the day? All all different times during the day. We like I said, we kept going back to that food area. So well, no, I mean Giardelli itself is that because I, when I would go there at night, it's jammed. Uh, we were, we were there in the cream. evening and uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, nice cream. Uh, there were actually longer lines in. Oh boy, uh, there's another ice cream shop. Clarabelle's, right? Clarabelle's. The lines in Clarabelle's were yeah, much longer. Long. Yeah, in DCA. Yeah. And then all of the cozy cone, the cozy. I love the cozy cone. Quick service. I tell you, the quick service over at Disneyland, you know, both parks is really it's unique and it's cool. Cozy cone over at Cars Land, and I know Chris, you love Cars Land. The cozy cone and all the different, you know. Yeah, the mac mac and cheese cone was uh, was very good. Yeah. And uh, in case Rachel's listening, uh, she's not on the show tonight, but uh, there were a plethora of Wetzel's pretzels. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that picture. I saw the picture you put up. I thought that yeah. was very kind of you. So I think that I enjoy overall. I think their quick service is a little bit better than Disney World, and I don't. And I don't know if that's because I think they have a little fresher, healthier kind of. Like I feel like Californians don't play around with food, and so they have a lot more fresher interesting offerings. So I'm always a little happier with the quick service out there. I will say the churros are better. You can't beat a Disneyland churro. And I really do like their table service, of course. So 
I mean, who's, whose food is better, Disneyland or Disney World? What do you think? It's tough, right? Because Disney think, World has so much more. I think it has just more selection, Disney yes. World. Disneyland, I, I don't know. I, I, could, I could argue both sides all day. <laughs> my, right. My sample size for Disneyland is much smaller and would not allow me to make an informed decision. Oh, darn it. Darn it, Cheryl. <laughs> Therefore, I recuse myself from this... Uh, discussion okay that's fair i can't choose i really can't and i don't think it's a fair comparison because at walt disney world you have the california grill overlooking the magic kingdom you cannot get better than that you have amazing food in epcot pretty much every pavilion has good food so it's a little unfair but i think if you eat at disneyland you're not going to be disappointed and even if you're from california you're probably not going to be disappointed even though you've been raised on all that amazing food out there because it's hard to find bad food in california so okay that's probably an overstatement but it's kind of true um all right let's talk about the rides i think that's probably the thing that most people are interested in i'm going to start with tony this time what do you think you know that there are some similarities uh but i really don't want to focus on the similarities uh between parks what i'd like to focus on are, are the differences um there are some unique rides to California. Uh, really enjoyed seeing Mr. Toad, an old friend from, from Florida, who, who still has a location in uh, California. Uh, really enjoyed the uh, Pinocchio ride as well as the Alice ride. Got to do the Snow White dark ride again. It's like Scary Adventures. Scary Adventures, which was which was exciting. And I scared? I was, but it was an adventure and it was expected. That's good. Um, I cannot speak enough about how amazing Cars Land was. Yeah. Uh, from the theming, uh, from the Cadillac range uh, of mountains to the uh, Radiator Springs Racers ride, which, uh, you know, it, I would, as much as I love Test Track, I would blow that thing up in a second to bring yep. uh, Radiator Springs Racers <laughs> out there. Um, and the overlay for Guardians, I guess it's not an overlay, it's an actual replacement, for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Mission Breakout, it's, it, it blew me away. Um, and seeing right next to that the construction walls uh, that tell you that Stark Industries is working on building some new attractions there related to Marvel uh, got me all excited uh, for 2020 and 2022 uh, when Phase 1 and Phase 2 of that area will open so you know there was a lot to ride and i got to ride my submarines i haven't been on a, a submarine in tw 20 years in a disney park so that was that was exciting i think that cars land is really and i and i hate to say this because honestly i know galaxy's edge is going to be it's going to be better right but i think that cars land is the best theming i have ever experienced in a disney park now notice i said in a disney park because I don't know that you can beat Diagon Alley over at Universal Studios, although I think Star Wars will. But I think Cars Land is amazing. It is The rides are fun. I love Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. And if you want to do a comparison, you know, it's the same ride over in Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios uh, in Disney World where they have alien swirling saucers. Although I have to give the edge to Mater because there's more fun music and it's outdoors and it's California, which is just a little more special for us people on the West or the East coast. I will, t I will tell you to hear Mater give the safety spiel oh, in, the in Spanish yes. is, is amazing. I, I think that I, I went there the first time with three other adults and 
for the three of us, it had it was a first time trip. The other adult, it was a second time, I believe. We couldn't stop singing, everybody grab a hold of your junk <laughs> for like days. Like, here we are, we're grownups, we're walking around and somebody will just say that and laugh. You know, it's like, I love Mater. Anyway, that's super cute. I love uh, New Orleans Square. It's probably my favorite land anywhere. I just think it's fun. And um, of course, Club 33, if you ever get a chance to go, is amazing. Yeah, so I mean, it's a fantastic park. I, I think that if you want to compare something like It's a Small World versus Disney World's It's a Small World, I mean, come on. Nobody's going to say Disney World's is better, right? No. It's phenomenal. Um, what about, what did you guys think about the differences in Haunted Mansion? It seems in Florida to be very orderly. When that door opens, you funnel into the line, and, you know, it, it's very ordered. Uh, in California, when the door opened, people moved out, but they don't have the – it doesn't funnel the same way. So there was just this huge mass of people that kind of milled around for a couple of minutes. And it, it was really uncomfortable because it's almost like no one knew – where to go or, or how to get to the doom buggies. I don't know if any of you experienced that when you were there. You know, it is. It's kind of different. And it's, you know, I'll forgive them anything for the Halloween overlay. Let's put it that way. But you're right. It is a little bit of a mess there. So whatever it is you called it, that's exactly it. So <laughs> Yeah, I think it's cool that the stretching room actually is a stretching room or isn't. Spoiler alert, it actually is an elevator. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like the mansion style itself. Um Yes, it's it, so much better. I you know, think Southern Plantation looking mansion. I although you know I I guess I am biased towards you know New York uh, Hudson uh, River Valley uh, mansions like the one in Florida is supposedly after a Sleepy Hollow area. But um, I yeah it's cool. I think uh, Pirates is a lot longer in California, a lot longer. It's got more scenes, which is yeah, which is cool, and it kind of it kind of complete whatever the story of pirates of the caribbean is i still honestly don't understand it i've read so many things and watched so many videos about it i don't know if you're going back in time or if i am a pirate or if i'm watching a pirate but the story kind of makes a little bit more sense in florida in uh, california i love that swamp scene (laughs) and i love that you can eat at blue bayou there like that is the best like the ultimate day is you finish off at Blue Bayou, you have dinner right down by the water, and you get to see people go by. It's just so fun. But it's so dark in that restaurant. You're, you could be eating anything. You could be eating the your dining partner's arm and not really be aware of it. So <laughs> it's not good, but yeah. Yeah, okay. I just and I love all the old-style Fantasyland dark rides. There's yeah. just a lot more of them in Disneyland. And even, like, the canal boats is so simple of an attraction, but... It's, I don't know, it's just really cool. And I love, and I told Tony when they were there, I says, you have to ride the teacups at night. Yeah. Because it's not covered and they have those lanterns in it. And I know he did it because he put the video on and, and that's just like an awesome experience. Like I think that's like a beautiful, like that is, it's kind of romantic. I have to say, I don't know. I don't know if Tony and Cheryl experienced that, but at night it's like the lights are on, the colors are, I don't know. It's adorable. Yeah. The hey, only thing I... I I'll just tell you, if the teacups are rocking, don't come a-knocking. That's good to know. They have cameras, Tony, okay? Just just to let you know. Do you know what they could just take away? Is that Alice in Wonderland ride? No. Oh, it's terrible. That is the best. No, are you kidding? Ride. What do you guys like about it? 
the second floor. Uh, you mean when you're out on top of the roof? It's a little yeah. scary. It's like a little yeah. disconcerting because it's like so shoddy. You're like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I like how they mesh the, because it's been updated because it's got real you know screens in it. I like how they meshed the screens in with the physical sets. And I, they did a really, I, I was a surprised when I was on that. They really did a good job whenever they redid it. They're miserable experiences for me on either coast. But what do you think about Space Mountain? What's better? I personally like Florida's Space Mountain better. I like the sitting um, behind each other. It makes it reminds me more of a rocket ship. Okay. For whatever reason, and I like how it's two sides. So you got two different tracks, and although it's not it's not as smooth, I understand it. I um, Space Mountain in California it just it doesn't seem as grand as Florida's does. I don't know. That's okay. Well, it's it. kind of tucked off in the back too, which is sort of a weird feeling. Yeah. yeah, I found California's to be much darker. Uh, you know, they don't. I, it did seem like they didn't have as many projections going on on the ceilings and the walls, and uh, it was just loud music. Um, I generally don't do Space Mountain because of some uh, neck issues related to a car accident from when I was a teen, but I did it in California just to to do it and experience it again. I found it to be not as uh, not as violent as the ride in Florida in terms of being thrown around, but it was dark and I, I really had no idea where we were headed. And that that's part of the problem with the ride for me is I can't, yeah, you know, you know I can't brace myself for, right, right. Because wouldn't you say that like Slinky Dog is a faster ride than uh, Space Mountain? You would think. I would do Slinky Dog all day long. Space Mountain, no. And I think it is the fact that it's in the dark. I, I never need to go on that again. I like Disneyland's got a their big Thunder Mountain has more of a scene in the in the final uh, lift hill right Tony where it's it's like kind of got dynamite yeah where the explosion is yeah. getting ready to go off they they plus that a couple of years ago which is yeah. is really nice my favorite ride out there is Indiana Jones how ironic that such a phenomenal ride out there is the same track and vehicle type that they have at the dinosaur ride in Animal Kingdom, the ride that everyone hates. <laughs> so, but no, does anybody like that ride? I don't know. I don't think so. First off, I enjoy Dinosaur. Do you really? I do. Okay. And I was I was really looking forward to get back to getting back to California to do Indiana Jones because when we were there in '99, the ride was a couple years old, but I thought it was amazing. Um, okay. It was before we had ridden Dinosaur. Or, I'm sorry. It was before we had ridden Countdown to Extinction uh, for the first time. Name drop. And uh, when we wrote it this time, we were slightly, I don't know that disappointed is the right oh word, but I, I thought that the, you know, there's, there's one scene where there's fire. And when 20 yeah. years ago, that fire seemed to be hotter and bigger. And I don't know if they <laughs> scaled it down, like if it's an OSHA it thing. Hair, Tony. I, I know it, it just it didn't Actually, seem Tony has a lot of hair in fairness to Tony unfortunately it's not all on the top of my head <laughs> well okay the, I wasn't going to mention that part you know I, I just I wrote it and afterwards I was like it was a great ride but I, w I thought it was an awesome ride but it, it was just it was great it wasn't as awesome as I remembered it to be do you know what that would actually make a great show topic rides that don't live up to our aging process or growing up or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like things that change over the years for us. It, it, it's when the memory of the ride is better than the actual ride. Mm, yeah. 
Disneyland has a Toontown, Chris, and we all know how much you love Toontown. I'm very excited to hear that Mickey's Runaway Railway is going to be in Toontown. That's exciting for me. Because I'm, I'm like a ride wimp anyway, so this is right my, just my speed. So You know, it's, it's very tough to bring um, your 16-year-old and 13-year-old daughters onto Roger Rabbit's uh, ride <laughs> when they really don't know who Roger Rabbit is. Yeah. Like, they really didn't get it. There were a couple rides where they were, like, they rode Mr. Toad. That was their first time in Mr. Toad. Well, and they were like, they were like, is. what What was that? Well, and especially with Robert, Roger Rabbit, it's just weird. Then you've got this lady rabbit who's, like, hanging out, just got all this stuff going on. And it's like, I guess she's not a rabbit. No, but she's she not is a rabbit. really inappropriate. And, I mean, I can't explain that to my child, you know. <laughs> so... I, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. They should get rid of it. I was actually going to say that in the beginning, but I decided not to hurt anyone's feelings. Like Tony, if he loves it. I will say, and Splash Mountain in Disneyland has these weird log flumes. Yes. The, the benches are like jump seats from like an airplane or something they remind mm-hmm. me of. So you feel like you're sitting on top of the person behind you. It's very bizarre. That is true. And you actually kind of are. Yeah, also, I, I found like that, that you get really wet in that one. So, But, you know, listen, just because I'm complaining about it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Okay, so let me close this out with this question. Okay, we'll start with food. What is your favorite food in Disneyland? If you had to pick one thing and one thing only. It's, it's oh, tough. I'm going to have to say that my favorite food in Disneyland is probably a steak at Steakhouse 55. Well, Carthay has a good burger, though, at lunch. Like, the hmm. best burger. And they have a very good seafood little shrimp dish. Okay, I should stop. I'm going to stick with Steakhouse, steakhouse 55. <laughs> I would, for me, it would be, and it doesn't matter where, mostly because it, you can't get it anywhere else. Monte Cristo sandwich. Either oh. Blue Bayou or Cafe Orleans, whatever. Yeah, that's a good to. point, too. I, I wasn't impressed with the Monte Cristo. Oh, my um, gosh. I, call me crazy. Uh, what, did you have to share it with, like, four different people, Tony? No. I, I they charged you to share it. I ordered my own. I ordered my own. Um, You know, I mentioned that I ate it twice. I I really enjoyed the the Lucky Fortune uh, cookery over in Pacific, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Pacific Wharf section of California Adventure. Okay. You know, it's not great by any means, but it was just, it it fit. Uh, It was a, a pretty chilly day, and it was just some nice, a nice warm rice bowl. You know what? You just brought up a good point, which is that the weather is not always sunny out there. So don't go without at least a light jacket. But frankly, in the wintertime, you can wear a winter coat. Okay. What is your favorite ride out there? A ride that is not... Well, okay. It could be a ride you can do at Disney World. But if you had to pick one, what's your favorite ride? I'll start with Adam. It's Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones? Okay. What about you, Tony? I'm going to go with Radiator Springs Racers. Oh, gosh. That's so good. Okay. I, I feel like I should go with that one, Tony, but I'm going to be crazy and go ahead and go with um, Monsters Incorporated. It's so adorable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, I love it when you go into the little sushi place and it smells like ginger. That's a nice uh, I, I took so many pictures in the queue of that ride just because yeah. there are such little touches. Yeah, it's funny. Okay, so I think we can all agree we love Disneyland, right? So We do. We do. We just don't like the five and a half plus hour flight out yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. But you have like, what, three hours if 
you go from up New York to Orlando? Yeah, two, it's two, yeah, three? it's a little less than three hours. Okay, I have a six-hour drive, maybe seven on a bad day, eight if I'm really feeling lazy. Um, three if you really want to push it. <laughs> you know, I think, I... I think the quickest I've done is like six and a half hours. So I must say, um, with the exception of Saturday night, uh, which was Saturday night during a Dapper Expo. Um, the resort entrance to downtown Disney was pretty busy then, but other than that, it was, it was pretty light. There's security lines. Uh, you cannot get onto Disney property without going through security. Uh, the downtown Disney area, uh, brings you to the Esplanade, which is the area between the two parks, uh, from, from one end. Is that what it's called? It is. Thank you. But there are at least... I want to say six or seven entrances to the Disney Springs uh, to get into Disney Springs. And with some of the good neighbor resorts... Downtown Disney. What did I say? Disney Springs. Darn it. Downtown Disney. Um, With some of the good neighbor resorts, especially if you're over by the Disneyland Hotel, uh, there are a couple of entrances on that backside that just didn't seem to get many people there. So uh, the nearest downtown Disney entrance is not necessarily the best or quickest way to get through the security lines, but the the process goes very smoothly. It's one security entrance once you're on Disney property. It's not each park. Uh, You know, in order to get into downtown Disney, you have to go through security, and once you're in downtown Disney, you can go to California Adventure or Disneyland. So I, I thought that was really nice that you only had to go through security once. Yeah, I like that aspect too. Anyone else have anything to say? Go to Disneyland. I agree. I agree. That's that's sage advice, young man. I mean, I mean, just you know, just if you have to fly, do it ahead of time. Check your flights. Price-wise, it's the tickets are the same. Well, and world. And I will tell you one thing: if you can get a good neighbor hotel that you're really happy with, it's cheaper than going to Disney World. It's just everybody is so. If you're a Disney World guest and you go there a lot you're probably so used to staying on disney property that you kind of can't wrap your brain around how close and how nice these good neighbors are but absolutely do it at least once and i think if you do it once you're probably going to come back that's it for tonight if you like us follow us on instagram twitter facebook we'd love to chat with you in our private group and i want to thank everyone for listening thanks a lot guys good night good night